Welcome in, everybody. My name is Jack Daly, and on this episode of Mythic Existence, we are going to be diving into the story of one of literature's greatest villains, Sauron. With the release of the new Rings of Power series on Amazon Prime, I thought it would be a good idea to cover the origins and story of the second Dark Lord. Many people are beginning to realize that Tolkien's Legendarium is much more extensive than they may have previously been aware, as media has focused primarily on the adventures recounted in The Hobbit and the trilogy, whose events took place during the Third Age. But Sauron's legacy stretches back to the beginning of Arda, which is the planet that Tolkien's world takes place on. This includes the familiar continent Middle-earth, as well as the other realms we're being exposed to such as Valinor and Numenor. For today's episode, we'll be exploring Sauron's story through the end of the Second Age, which is likely where the Rings of Power series will end. I warn you now, there will be major spoilers here, so make sure you're caught up on the series before continuing to listen. While much of Sauron's story is still being explored in the series, it's hard to say what information I'm about to give will be spoilers on the TV show, but my aim is to recount his story as it appears in Tolkien's texts. Sauron was originally one of the Maiar, who were spirits that helped the Valar create the world itself. To understand them, we need some background in how the world was shaped in Tolkien's world. The beginning of the Silmarillion recounts this in what is known as the Ainu Lindale. The primordial being Eru Iluvatar created beings known as the Valar and the Maiar to assist in his creation. Together they were known as the Ainur. The Ainur sang a song to form the world, but one amongst them, Melkor, was discordant and sought to make his own song. Melkor became the ultimate source of evil in Middle-earth, and his dissonance corrupted some of the Maiar, who were known as the Umayar, which created beings such as the Balrogs and Ungoliant. Other Maiar included the five Astari, the five wizards who count Gandalf, Saruman, Radagast, and the blue wizards in their ranks. One of these Maiar was Myron, who is the being that would one day become known as Sauron. Each Maiar had a Valar whom they worked with due to a shared vision, and Sauron became a student of Aule. After the music of the Ainur, the Valar and the Maiar crafted the world of Arda, which originally was shapeless and formless. This period was known as the Years of the Lamps, in which two giant lamps lit the world. Aule was a great smith who worked hard to craft the world, and Sauron too had an eye for smithing and crafting, but Aule wanted to stay true to the intentions of Eru. Sauron's focus on crafting would be a decisive aspect of his nature, which ultimately led to the creation of the Rings of Power. In the show, we see Halbrand wanting to join the crafting guilds in Numenor, and for many reasons that will become clear, this is why I suspected Halbrand was originally Sauron from this very moment. Originally, Sauron was uncorrupted, much like the other Maiar. But he was obsessed with order and wanted to rid the world of unnecessary detritus. He noticed in Melkor a powerful being who had the will to power to assist him in achieving these ends. 
These two formed a natural alliance. Melkor wanted to control the world, while Sauron wanted to have reign over the minds of Arda's inhabitants. They entered into a pact, which resulted in Sauron becoming Melkor's chief agent. The Valar were not privy to this unholy alliance, and Sauron worked as a double agent for Melkor, feeding the Dark Lord information from Valinor, while Melkor sought to rule over the burgeoning region of Middle-earth. During the First Age, Melkor destroyed the trees of Valinor, murdered Finway, High King of the Elves, and stole the Silmarils, which were the fabulous jewels made from the trees of Valinor. He established himself in Middle-earth and became known by the new title Morgoth. At this point, Sauron let his fidelity to the Dark Lord be known and openly declared his allegiance. Sauron was given rule over Angband, which was Melkor's fortress deep in the Iron Mountains. He who had been known as Myron became known as Sauron by the Eldar, which meant abhorred or abominable. The Sindar elves gave him the name Gorthar, which meant dread abomination. After Morgoth stole the Silmarils of Feanor, the elves left Valinor to wage war on this new foe. They established themselves at Tol Sirion, but were soon vanquished by Sauron, and he was accompanied by a new partner, werewolves. Tol Sirion became known as Isle of Werewolves. At this dread stronghold, Sauron ruled over Draguluin, the first werewolf, as well as Thuring Wethel, who was a renowned vampire. During the First Age, a man named Baron fell in love with an elf named Luthien. Luthien's father refused to give her hand in marriage unless he could provide a Silmaril from Morgoth's crown. This was intended to be an impossible task, but Baron succeeded. Sauron captured Baron along with King Finrod, who he defeated in a battle of songs. Luthien traveled to the Isle of the Werewolves with a giant wolfhound named Huon to save her lover, but Sauron sent his werewolves to attack. However, Huon was mightier than the law and slayed them all. Sauron himself came out in the form of a werewolf to attack Luthien, but was subdued by Huon. He relinquished the tower to Luthien, but left in the form of a vampire. During this time, Melkor was defeated at his stronghold in Atumno, and was taken to Valinor in chains. The first age ended for Sauron by refusing to return to the Utter West at the demands of the Valar, and instead went to hide somewhere else in Middle-earth. So this is where Sauron left off at the end of the first age defeated with the elves believing he had been vanquished. On Amazon Prime Video's interactive site, we are told that the events of the Rings of Power take place between 1500 and 1701 of the Second Age. That means that there were 1500 years between the defeat of Morgoth and the events of the Rings of Power. So what was Sauron up to during those years? In the year 500, a shadow starts to rise in the east. We are told the following in the Unfinished Tales. A new shadow arises in the east. It is no tyranny of evil men, as your son believes, but a servant of Morgoth is stirring, and evil things wake again. Each year it gains in strength, for most men are ripe to its purpose. Not far off is the day, I judge, when it will become too great for the Eldar unaided to withstand. For the next 500 years, he established himself in Mordor and created Barad-dûr, 
the great tower of the Dark Land. During this time, he corrupts the races of men, including the Easterlings and the Herodrim. By the year 1500, when Rings of Power begin, he puts on a fair visage and begins to go by the name Anatar, meeting Lord of Gifts. At this point in the show, we have been introduced to the elves of Eregion, particularly Celebrimbor, the greatest elfsmith since Feanor, who created the Silmarils. However, there are elves who do not trust him, including Galadriel, Elrond, and Gilglad. Despite their mistrust, he convinces Celebrimbor to create the Rings of Power while he crafted the One Ring in secret. Upon this One Ring, he wrote the famous inscription in Black Speech. One ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in darkness bind them. Now while Sauron was crafting in secret, Celebrimbor became suspicious and crafted three secret rings. The rings of fire, water, and air, who were given to Gandalf, Galadriel, and Elrond. Once Sauron put on the one ring, he could sense that Celebrimbor had made the others. The three eluded his capture, but the other seventeen came into his possession, he gave seven to the dwarves, but nine to the men, knowing they were weak and would corrupt easily. Inevitably they did, and the nine men became Sauron's Nazgul. By the year 1600, Sauron had become the Dark Lord of Mordor and had conquered much of Middle-earth. I had started writing the script of this episode during the middle of the first season of the Rings of Power series, but I wanted to wait till it was over to publish the episode. I had suspicions that Halbrand was Sauron as soon as he and Galadriel went to Numenor. I knew that whoever Sauron was had to go to Numenor and be put in prison. We see that this is exactly what happens to Halbrand. Almost immediately upon going to Numenor, Halbrand tries to steal a craftsman's guild badge. Knowing that Sauron had history as a craftsman and understanding that he is likely trying to find a way to make the Rings of Power, it was a subtle yet key reference to his true identity. By the time Halbrand and Galadriel made their way to Eregion to help Celebrimbor forge the Rings of Power, there could be no doubt that Halbrand was Sauron. As Sauron's identity was a major focus of the first season, I think that using the name Anatar and the contractual limits on what they could use from the Silmarillion just made it too clear that if that name was used, then he obviously would have been Sauron. So we see season one ending with Sauron heading to Mordor. Based on what we know about Sauron, it is likely that the next season will focus on him making the One Ring, giving the other rings away, and spreading his influence. Sauron is one of literature's greatest villains because of his incredible backstory, his creation of one of the most famous magical tools in literature, and his ethereal and sometimes ephemeral form. I'm glad that we have a new Tolkien series where we can go further in depth into his story, in part to understand the backdrop that the Fellowship faced. It will provide us with a more context and deeper understanding of Middle-earth. Please be sure to like and subscribe and follow Mythic Existence on social media. As always, I'm Jack Daly. Thanks for listening and see you next time.